You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to another episode of Your Dose of Death podcast. I, it is Lauren, of course. Um, as you can see, this will be out the week of this upcoming show. Um, as always, I think I before the recording, I actually kind of made an honorary member at this point because I think the, the year of 2024, as I've said before, is the year of RPW. They've been on the up. They've been on the up for a really good while now. And... Um, Chris is really a good friend, so I have the absolute pleasure of basically making Chris Kohlenberg like the uh, the unofficial official third member of the show to talk all things RPW because there's no one better to talk about RPW than the head honcho himself, right? So um, as you can see, we're back with Chris Kohlenberg. We're going to be covering all of Animosity, the next RPW show at the legendary Berwyn Eagles in good old Chicago. Um, coming up Saturday, March 2nd. So um, tickets are almost sold out for this one. Uh, well, we got close, but uh, the venue was nice enough to loosen us up uh, another 50 to add on. So we that- I don't know where we're going to be at by the time this comes out. Um, okay. But, but uh, as of right now, we still got a decent amount going on. We came close for a little bit, but then we were able to up our what we were normally allowed to sell, which is awesome. I mean, that's, that's really a testament to you guys really building a good foundation here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the fact that now it's like, Oh yeah, like let's put 50 more seats into the building, which is kind of hard for Berwyn because that's not the most like spacious area as you and me both know, but that, that shows though that people want to come for deathmatch wrestling one. And second of all, to see Deathmatch Wrestling and Berwyn Eagles. So yeah. that's really a big commitment. And um, I do I do have to ask, though, how have you been since we last talked before Whiteout? I mean, everything that's happened from Whiteout to now, it's it's been kind of a crazy process. Yeah, I mean, we took a, a, just a little time off uh, just to kind of, you know, January is not a really great time to put on shows anyway. People, you know, they're, they're kind of broke after Christmas and all that. <laughs> and we find that it just kind of a slump time so we decided to take just a little time off and recharge our engines and yeah we're getting uh ramped up for this uh i i ended up getting a couple more irons in the fire for some some stuff down the road uh we're gonna announce uh king of the kill here pretty soon uh this year's king of the kill uh and uh debut in a few new states so we got a lot of stuff going on that's gonna be cool to debut in in a new state if not two new states we'll see like two Looking like two. Oh my goodness. You guys are the, the rapid growth is just unreal for you guys. I mean, literally Michigan based company. I mean, we've seen other Michigan based companies, but like you guys really have the growth and you guys have all the potential in the world. So it's just awesome to see that. So let us get into this card. Um, As of right now, as I, I literally looked on IWTV right before this, just to make sure I had the full lineup there. This card is officially full. This is a full card that we are covering right now. So unless someone decides to just randomly turn to a Casper the Unfriendly Ghost, this is the full card we have going. Um, Going to start off with kind of like the lower part, then we'll make our way to the titles and the main event. Okay. 
So yeah, want to start off with one half of Midwest Scum um, going up against someone who is, I believe, making their are they making their RPW debut in Christian Napier? Uh, for their match, yes. Uh, yeah, that little ball liquor did show up kind of yeah. out of nowhere at Whiteout and uh, started some trouble with maybe the wrong guy. So yeah, he I mean. Uh, yeah, they're not really sure if this is the the most fruitful investment for Christian Napier, but he will be at RPW at Animosity taking on, as I said, one half of the RPW Tag Team Champs in Zach Thomas. Um, this is going to be physical. I think Thomas has a lot of motivation to give this this brat an ass-kicking of a lifetime. Um, and, I mean, he did say that Ricky Shane Page and Vincent Nothing are trying to vie for those RPW tag team titles at Whiteout. So I don't know if even those two are going to somehow randomly show up and try and distract Zach Thomas here as a, a little message for sorts. I mean, you never know with Ricky. Um, anytime he's really been here, he's just kind of popped up out of nowhere. You know, even the first time, you know, he, he ended up wrestling Madman Pondo, but that was supposed to be Carver. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and he, he popped up at this time, it's war. Uh, he does a tendency just to kind of pop up here and there so i don't know man we'll see um but either way he does what he wants he does what he wants um especially these days um but thomas again the motivations there um he did really good against hoodfoot this was really a a back at whiteout great match with hoodfoot and I, i like zach thomas as a singles wrestler i know you probably have known him better than i do as a singles guy but like he's really he really impressed me at whiteout yeah, I mean, uh, the the bond between him and Dread King Logan, I believe, happened here. You know, I had them wrestling each other, and as Logan will tell you, uh, you know, he hit him, and, and Zach hit him back, and he was like, oh, I can fucking go with this guy. And I think they ended up just beating the living shit out of each other, and that gave him kind of a mutual respect that turned into a bond and a brotherhood because he was coming out of a stable called Right to Die. Yeah. And at the time, Zach Thomas was considered kind of like our gatekeeper. Like, if you were a new guy coming in, most of the time we would test out your metal and see if you're supposed to be here with Zach Thomas. That's kind of the position he was at for a good solid year or two until, you know, these guys kind of formed up and turned into what has now become Midwest scum. Yeah, and I believe they're still the longest reigning RPW Tag Team Champs. Uh, inaugural, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's crazy, but yeah, this is, this is a good opener. If it's potentially the opener, but this is the first card that match on the show I'm looking at, um, two guys definitely with something to prove. I think that's kind of the theme of this one. So next up though, we have our, our taste of tag team action of the night. Schwartz and Randy West versus the bruisers. I love the bruisers. I just have to flat out confess. I think they're fun. I love them in Chicago. I'm so glad they're back. I, I think they have a lot to prove this year. I really do. Yeah, I think anyone that's, you know, there's there's some people that are like, you know, I'm not very familiar with the bruisers. And a lot of people, you know, have that mentality sometimes going into the first time they see them. And I it it they're undeniable when you when you watch them wrestle. You come out a fan, you know. This this will be their third uh uh appearance for us. Yes. Um uh, they they wrestled Midwest scum first. And then last time they wrestled, um, Eric Dillinger. Yeah. Eric Dillinger. And that was great. That was a fun match. E- uh, ple- ED versus DP. Or ED <laughs> plus DP. 
Um, but yeah, and uh, of course, uh, everyone's favorite to my favorite Midwest power couple in Schwartz here, Randy West, two of the most charismatic, but two of the most daredevil esque people I know. Th- th- they, I mean, yeah, they both lost their titles not too long ago, but as we've said in the past, that doesn't really matter. They're both two of the cornerstones of RPW. If you think of, I think Randy West is one of the cornerstones of RPW for the longest time. Yeah. And Schwartzy, I mean, what is what else is there to say about Schwartzy that hasn't already been said? So, but this is an interesting kind of thing for them, tagging together against a team that really has a lot to prove this year, and the Bruisers, I mean, it's an interesting clash of styles, I feel like. Yeah, the Bruisers are really hungry. Uh, they really have a lot to prove. And um, I think uh, Schwartzy and Randy are kind of – I think you're going to see kind of a mean streak out of them because, yeah, like like you said, they did both just lose their titles recently. Um, but, you know, Randy was our longest reigning deathmatch champion. Um, chilled it for a very long time. Yeah. And uh, Schwartzy was our inaugural kamikaze champion. Um, and, you know, just because they don't have those belts anymore doesn't mean that they're not – every bit the wrestlers they were when they had them. And, you know, Randy's put down the best of the best and Schwartzy, Schwartzy as well. So, I mean, I think this is going to be a sleeper, a sleeper classic. That's what uh, I'm, I, I've said the same thing. I like, this is a classic. When this was announced, I was like, this is an absolute classic and waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just, uh, this is going to be one solid ass whooping. Yeah, exactly. Whoever comes out, there's no winner or losers. There's who's hurt more. And who's hurt less? That's really the best way I could put it. Yeah. Next up, though, this this is the one when this was announced. I kind of gave the wide-eyed look of, like, what the actual frick is happening here. But I could have never thought the amount of beef in this kind of death match could actually happen in 2024. Judge Joe Dredd with, of course, Steven Jury. I have to, I've been paid to publicly mention him every time. <laughs> against against a returning Satu Jin. This is just meat on meat on meat. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to put this out there. I hope the Chicago crowd just starts chanting meat during this match. Like, <laughs> if we chant it all out for AEW, we can chant it here too. So this is just two big dudes who have a lot to give. And I'm deathly concerned for the crowd of Berwyn Eagles. Yeah, both these guys get real violent too. You know, um, last time Satu was here, who is also a former deathmatch champion. Yes, he for is us. a former deathmatch champ. Uh, he had a panes of glass match with uh, uh, Hoodfoot. That was oh extreme. my god! I I got cut during that. I remember being in the crowd during that one. I got cut like several times during that match, and I'm like, up, oh, just normal. <laughs> and then uh you know dread is uh uh up and coming uh you know i mean that guy's been a freight train through rpw since he debuted and he's fast becoming a, a staple and a fan favorite you know uh they don't really like jury so much yeah well, i mean no but of course when 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 money talks i have to i have to make the public statement okay um but no this is just like it's just a hot. It, this is like your modern day deathmatch hoss fight. This feels like absolutely. I, I mean, this just is two guys 
I've always been a fan of Satu. I think the growth he's had over the last few years has been really fun to see. But Joe Dredd, as you said, is rising quickly. I mean, finally getting his first win in an RPW ring against Nathan Mowry at Whiteout. Mm-hmm. And now he gets this, and then he keeps saying that he has something big planned for not just Chicago, but for Miasma in New Jersey. He keeps saying he has something planned big. I'm almost concerned as to what that is. But right now, he's a man of mission. There's no way around that. I'm not sure what he's got planned. Um, he keeps sending me these videos, uh, <laughs> and there is documentation from jury. There's legal things being filed and paperwork that's supposedly getting served to me. So, oh, idea what's going on. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not in the dark as you are about what's what what this announcement could possibly be. Either way, what we know is it's going to be something insane. I mean, the man's insane. I mean, literally, Matt, that video the sent, sent me American Psycho vibes. Looking at a, a vinyl album in a painting. If that doesn't scream American Psycho too, I don't know what it does. So. He's a hard duck to read, man. Yes. But next up, though, this is one that is very interesting. One I didn't expect to see this year. I mean, I won't lie when I say it, but I'm, but I'm pleasantly surprised in the form of Akira versus Dr. Redacted. I mean, it's been done before, but now it's being done in an RPW ring. And I mean, Akira guy literally has been in, been in Japan now several times, two really successful tours, a guy who literally beat one of the legends in Ito. And now he's back in an RPW ring against someone who is another, another fan favorite, I would say, in Dr. Redacted. Yeah, this is Akira's kind of comeback. Um, He was always, you know, he's been with us since pretty much the beginning. And, uh, you know, as his star rose, you know, he wasn't as available as he used to be, you know, uh, while he's out in MLW in Japan. Uh, but we've got uh, the stars aligned where now he's going to be able to come back and uh, start being around more often. So, you know, he's he's uh, someone that helped get us where we're at. Uh, he was Tommy Vendetta's first death. Yes, he was. Uh, for us. Um. And he's, you know, he's done a lot of things uh, here and it's really, it's really good to finally have uh, uh, the death fighter back. You know, it's, it's somebody that's always put on great matches, great shows. And I think uh, the variety that him and a psycho like redacted is going to bring, you know, I mean, we, we talked about a Haas fight before this is going to be a whole completely different animal and, you know, it's really it going to be. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be, yeah. Something, something completely different. It- and crazy and brutal you know it's gonna be interesting to see akira because he's been implementing more of his like japanese catch style now in some mm-hmm. of these death matches and it's interesting to see how his opponents react to that style because some are like oh we're down with this or oh crap i've never seen this before so but i think with dr redacted he's just gonna be like fuck it i'm just gonna go for it that's that's normal that's kind, he's of, kind of a berserker yeah. i don't think redacted thinks about what he's doing <laughs> What is I think thinking? it's just a blur of violence whenever he hits the ring, you know, and I, I think he doesn't even realize what he's done until he hits the locker room. So, yeah, I mean, I that's, that's a real wild, that's a real it. wild card of a match. I really don't know how that one's going to go. That really feels like the wild card of the show. But next up um, is the RPW Kamikaze Championship match with Remington Rornick and Eric Dillinger. This is like a insane eight match pipe dream in my book, because I go to Insane A every year, a match I would thought I'd be getting there hasn't happened yet, 
and is happening in RPW. This is like one of my pipe dream matches that I've been heavily looking forward to. Um, Remington has been holding that kamikaze belt very proud, successfully defended against Randy West. And um, Dillinger, another guy who came into RPW last year, had a great match with Otis, has been just, he's been carrying his own weight around the independent wrestling landscape. And now he's trying to vie for a belt now. Yeah, well, I think, you know, he's really uh, uh, fought his way towards that. You know, he's come in as somebody that has shown that he belongs here and that, you know, he's hungry as anyone else. And as, you know, he's his star is on the rise. You know, like uh, he's going to be one of those guys two years from now is going to be, you know, held up there with the greats, uh, you know, and you could kind of already see the trajectory going. And I think, you know, he's starting to get his eyes on some prizes that'll help get his name up there where where it needs to be but he's got to also kind of go through remington a man i've watched mm. take a bite out of a cactus like an apple oh my so god i forgot for him yeah it's an immovable force versus in this case a flying object since dillinger loves to fly around a lot i don't know how that's gonna work out all we do know this is happening but um it's just gonna be it's gonna be physical but don't just have to get creative here. I feel like he has to get a little bit creative to take down Remington Moore, but we'll have to see and see March 2nd. Um, next up is the very first match that was announced for this show. This is the one that I was like, Oh Lord, give me guidance. This is not <laughs> going to, this is not going to end well as someone who was at wide out and watched one of the scariest injuries that to me, like as someone who filmed that show, I was one of the scariest injuries I've ever been around slash witnessed but otis coger and hardway heater in a no rope barbed wire match we have to have a winner yeah i mean there's no getting out of it without a winner exactly otis is uh still not happy with me for making the call to call that match he just wanted to tape up and keep going (laughs) um there's been a lot of shit talk back and forth between those two uh behind the scenes uh you know Hardways pretty much thinks that he's got the better Otis. Otis is saying that had I not called the match, he would have fucked his world up. So what better way than to kind of make it in a situation where they can't escape each other. They have to deal with it. You know, like there's going to be a win. There has to be. And I mean, I believe I mentioned this to Peapod and I believe this is the case. There's only been, maybe two or three ever no road barbed wire matches in the history of the Berwyn Eagles. I didn't know that. Cause I this believe be our second that we've ever done. Yes. And I believe for Berwyn Eagles, it either is the second or the third, because the first one that I know of common memory was Rob Anthony and Mance Warner at AEW back last year. And it was actually Rob Anthony's last death match. He, he made that he retired from death match wrestling after that. So it's a huge honor, not only for you guys to have your second ever no rope barbed wire, but for Berwyn Eagles to be graced with another no rope barbed wire match. Such a legendary stipulation. We've seen some amazing no rope barbed wire matches in the history of deathmatch wrestling. And now we get to, you guys have to add another check mark to the history. And I mean, with, with two people that are definitely not as familiar with the stipulation, I would say. I'm not sure either have done it before. Exactly. And I think that makes it more special because. It was an organically built kind of grudge with these two. I mean, as you said, Otis is still pissed about December. Heater thinks he has the 
one up on him. And now these two, it's like, yeah, you're stuck in here now. Figure it out how you're going to beat the crap out of each other. And they did. I, I, it's, it's only going to continue from what happened in December. So that, that one I'm excited for. I'm very excited for that one. Um, next up, this is the one that could get interesting here. The RPW Rust Belt Championship, as I'm calling it, the Tommy Vendetta Open Challenge. Yes. Is, as it's listed right now, Tommy Vendetta versus a mystery opponent. So it could literally be anyone. It could be anyone. It could be Peapod for all we know. Who it could be John no. Board. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It could be John Board out of coming out of retirement. It could be anybody. I, know wife. <laughs> I can't. The fallout from that. If I put Ooh, that boy, the in. heat, the heats. We, 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 we don't want heats. Uh, no. <laughs> But it could literally be anybody. It could be someone who had a match earlier in the night, for all we know. It could be anybody. I Quite literally anybody. It could be one of our regulars. It could be a, a, somebody making their debut. I mean, it could be literally anyone. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to refrain from making a guess here. I want to be surprised. I'm curious what your guess would be. Okay, since you, you put me in the spot to make a guess. Honestly... I have a feeling it's someone making a debut. Okay. I have a feeling it's someone making a debut. My original guess was actually going to be someone who had been in RPW before Jeff King, but I just said he's already been with RPW. He's already, so that wouldn't be a debut. I mean, debuts, honestly, almost could see, like, even though... I mentioned him earlier as trying to go for the RPW Tag Team Championships. Almost could see like Ricky Shane Page for some wild reason. Be like, oh, hey, I want some new hardware. Why don't I just like come in, make the surprise, and get the win? Yeah, I mean, that's a good guess. Uh, you're not the first to throw that. My my inbox has been flooded with theories. I got people playing detective left and right. You're not the first to, to throw that <laughs> name at me. Well, it's good to know I'm not in the minority, so that's good. But yeah. speaking of Tommy, though, a guy who is going to be coming fresh off his first ever UK tour, um, a guy who's really been only excelling, former King of the Kill champion, re- defended his belt in a sly way at wideout, I would say. Kind of a interesting way he won there. I wouldn't say the... Wouldn't say the worst way, but I wouldn't have said the best way. So he's coming off kind of a little, he's, he was a little bitter. It seemed like after that one, he definitely seemed a little, a little pissed off. I would say. I think he's going from being a crowd favorite to like not being able to handle. Everyone kind of has turned on him. He's kind of real squirrely and scummy. And it's not just because of the fact he wears a shirt every time. No, he, he his attitude seemed to, you know, when I when I when Tommy first started coming around, he was you know really bright eyed, bushy tailed, and down for whatever, and you know like really excited and all this, and now he just seems to have this giant chip on his shoulder, and I'm not sure where it's coming from, uh, but who knows? Maybe someone will come and knock that son bitch off. Yeah, I mean we don't know who, but all all we do know is March second. Be there. You never know who's gonna show up. From behind the curtains. So last but not least, 
for the RPW Heavyweight Championship, which, by the way, this man successfully defended it at Russell Rave not too long ago, yeah. which was pretty awesome. Um, Hoodfoot defends it this time against Atticus Coger. I this is an interesting one. This is that one where I was, I was like scratching my little beard. I was like, huh. I didn't think this was possible. I didn't know if it was possible, but Atticus, a guy who's held he's held gold before. It's that's not the issue. It's just these two are so different in the way they do things. Yeah, that's what makes us intriguing. More opposite style. <laughs> you know, very. Uh... Hoodfoot's very much a, a brawler, you know, hoss kind of style, and Atticus is more of a hybrid, mm-hmm. uh, more athletic, more methodical. Atticus yeah. is very cerebral in what he does. Hoodfoot just goes; he knows he has the strength to to have an advantage on most of his opponents. But this is just a very, very interesting one. It's it, it piques my interest, but I'm just like, huh. How is Atticus? I mean, and mind you, like in any other world where there may have not been a bell of all, this may have been like a death match or something like that. They may, but like it's for the heavyweight bell. I don't know how this one's gonna go. Yeah, I mean, your guess is as good as mine, man. Yeah, exactly. But that is the entire card for RPW presents Animosity, March second, Berwyn Eagles. You know. As you heard from Bossman Chris, 50 more tickets were just added. So get on those before it is literally a packed house at Berwyn Eagles. Um, any last words on this full card? What what is like your full reaction to this card that you've cultivated? Uh, I definitely think it's very much us. I think we have kind of our own niche and what we're doing in the Death Batch community, and I think this is a good showcase. Exactly what we do. And Chicago's always been very good to us. It's one of our favorite places to be. Um, so we always try to go above and beyond uh, for our Chicago shows. Um, and I think that this is going to be no exception. We definitely got some surprises up our sleeves. Uh, you know, we usually try to always have something something kind of percolating that people aren't expecting. So mm-hmm. come come have fun. Come enjoy yourself. Uh, if you can't be there in person, uh, streaming live on IWTV. Yes, sir. Um, so tune in for the, uh, the 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 stream and yeah i mean uh i couldn't be more proud of what i put together for this one well you heard here from chris himself guys make sure you tune in or get get those tickets there the front row sold off sold off really quick by the way i was stunned i think that's the quickest sellout i've seen for a chicago deathmatch show in a hot minute it was about eight hours i think eight hours i mean yeah i mean that was pretty damn quick for front row that was that was wild. So, congrats again! Another great show. We'll definitely be in touch as well. Um, and guys, thank you for listening to this episode of Your Dose of Death podcast from myself and Chris. And have a good rest of your night, day, whenever you're listening to this. See you on the flip side. Later. This has been a Countout Podcast.